Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And he's old. And I'm young. But we're both cute. You're listening to a new episode of the Mangina Dialogues. I hit your button. Uneducated, unfiltered, unhinged. This is the Mangina Dialogues. We at it again with your host Nick Scopes and the Gregolicious. You know how we do, cause you know we keeping it gangster and silly. Unplug like a fool swung titty. About get jitty, cause you know we down to the nitty and the gritty. And we make shit sound so damn pretty. Yeah, cause this unhinged comedy. And right now you're in the mix. So get ready, cause we about to get it poppin'. We ain't stopping. I'm educated, unfiltered, unhinged. This the Mangina Dialogues. We had it again. Hello and welcome to the Mangina Dialogues. I am your host, Nick Scopes. And I'm the Gregalicious. The Gregalicious is back. Back. And our guest today, she is the co-host and producer of Two Girls, One Mike podcast. Also, and I was excited when I read this. She is the infamous creator of Offensive Crayons, which I didn't know that was you. That's awesome. Our guest today, Alice Vaughn. What's up? What did you expect? <laughs> I was pumped. I was like, oh, shit, those crayons that say crazy shit on them. Yeah, I like that. I didn't know. <laughs> I had no idea. I don't know if you expected like a guy or like, <laughs> no, I, I know, just, like I just, you know, this little cute blonde girl was like, I'm going to make offensive crayons. Like, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's great. I think it's fantastic. I love that it says uh, these crayons have been banned from Amazon for insulting children and Caucasians. That's 100% true. <laughs> How does that letter come across from Amazon that says we're banning you for these three reasons? So what happened was it was the first time I ever went viral. It was like two years ago. Uh, it was in January. My crayons were pulled. And at that point, I had thought, all right, I'm not going to be doing this thing anymore. It was a fun thing I tried and I did. And next day, I went fully viral. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to start taking pre-orders on my website. And then I realized, all right, I'm doing this crayon thing full time. But a few weeks later, after going back and forth with Amazon's lawyers, they finally got back to me and they gave me a note. Of course, it was from like their legal team in Indonesia. It's like, <laughs> hey, we reviewed the products and they're offensive to children and Caucasians. You know, even after making the changes that they requested on the Amazon page, like for example, I, I can't, apparently I can't publicly embrace that um, we when we selected the factory on a, uh, on where to make our crayons, we chose the one with the most human rights violations. <laughs> Apparently, you're not allowed to say that, even if it's true. Um, That's funny. But that. uh, yeah, so I've been banned off Amazon, uh, so I can't sell them. It sucks, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, people can still grab them at offensivecrayons.com. And from time to time, like I get to, it's funny, like whenever I do go viral again, it's like, it's always a different group that's really angry at me. So I'm just waiting on like the moms to be next. They're I've already had like Jewish women and I've had like the gay community and I've had Republicans. I've had everyone. It's great. I love it. Uh, how did you come up with everyone the idea? How, how did you come up with the idea for that? It's the shittiest story ever. Uh, <laughs> well, 
That's what this podcast is for. The shittiest stories. Yeah. (laughs) Should be our new name. Yeah. Let's hear it. I want to hear it. Story. (laughs) Um, Really, I was trying to actually work on an action figure line, but I wanted to go through the whole Kickstarter process. So I was like, all right, what's something that's really cheap and easy to market that I can do? And I, I take notes, uh, you know, on everybody, I feel like takes notes sometimes like in their phone of like crazy ideas, like, I don't know, like ham shoes, you know, both a snack yep. and a wearable. <laughs> um, <laughs> and at one point I was like, all right, no one's made adult crayons. It's always been this thing people make fun of for like Crayola doing or not doing with their colors over time changing. So I thought, what if I just put this out there? Let's see if it hits. And then 48 hours after throwing it up, I'm getting calls from like the Daily Mail saying, hey, this is great. How'd you come up with this? Oh no. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> is there any plans to like expand into new products? So at this point we have five editions. Right. We've uh, come up with, come out with a couple of products. I always like to do also fun marketing campaigns. So like when COVID started, when like shit was getting shut down, I had this whole marketing campaign where I said, guys, I've got an idea. We're going to pay a dude to cough into some envelopes. It's going to be like COVID roulette. <laughs> oh my God. I love and it. You're sick. Bought them. No. Yes. That's, that's There's a market funny. for anything. I love America. What a place. That's my favorite part about capitalism. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll tell you a funny, I'll tell you a funny story. I, my, my main business is I'm in consumer products, right? So similar to what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and for years, we would do parody product, right? So one of the, and you know, like the biggest retailer of that kind of crap is Spencer Gifts in the malls, right? I'm sure you're familiar. Mm-hmm. So we came up with a parody uh, that we put on, on, on like shot glasses and stuff that was a version of the Coca-Cola logo that instead of saying, I enjoy Coca-Cola, it said, I enjoy vagina in the exact same script. Right. So when you looked at it, you're like, oh, that's the Coke logo. But it obviously said, I enjoy vagina. So we sold that product for like two years. One day we get a letter from Coca-Cola asking us to stop producing this product. Right. And I, I still kept the letter to this day because it's so funny. It's like three pages and it says in legal writing. 25 times you must stop saying i enjoy vagina and then it would, show a, <laughs> it would show a picture of like the the shot glass or the artwork and i'm like this is the best letter i've ever gotten and i can't see ever getting a better one in the history of business <laughs> I'm like this is gonna happen and i kept it because it was that good see so. i thought i couldn't get a better one from amazon and then i got a notice from like the chinese trademark office wow and then from the Chinese trademark office, they basically said that we have to ban your product from the country for, um, what was it? It was something along the lines of uh, disrupting the common peace yeah, and being like a disturbance to the public social good. Right. Well, it's funny because they, they, they obviously can ban all of that kind of stuff and pornography and all that stuff in China. Oh, yeah. But they're fine with making the product and shipping it outside of the country. <laughs> That's very true. It's amazing what slave labor will do and a communist <laughs> system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. True. So that, so you're like, Karen, you're not going to do like color by number books and 
and stuff I like have that. some coloring books out. Uh, there's one actually called Happy Little Dictators, where I took <laughs> history's worst dictators and I mocked them. And I decided on each and every page, by the way, if you're a history buff, it's great because you're like, oh my God, that's Eagles Hill behind Hitler. And then right. like, there's also like a German shepherd licking his balls. Right. Um, and, you know, Hitler's painting like Bob Ross with a Bob Ross fro. But then I'm not kidding. This book has also been banned from so many places because people are like, you're worshiping Hitler. I'm like, <laughs> what? That's so funny. I mean, Dude, it's great. What's what is wrong with people, man? What like why can't anyone? I mean, if Mel Brooks, who is a Jewish man, can make what is it, Hitler on Ice or Springtime for <laughs> Springtime for Hitler? Why can't anyone else be okay with it? <laughs> like why does it, I don't get it? I do not understand. Too many uptight people. There are. Uh, it's uh, it's always people are especially I find nowadays platforms are just so there there's don't get me wrong there's definitely a vocal minority uh of people who want stuff banned but then there's also the platforms who are like not on the safe side just in case you kind of like Hitler yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I I'm just kind of curious like what happened to you as a kid that it oh, made God. you you as an adult i'm gonna make all these fucking crazy things like well the answer could be nothing i'm not i'm not i'm not assuming that something happened i'm just saying that you know like there's got to be something there that made you like be like oh i want to make this and outside of what you know spur you want to make the crayons and and the coloring books and stuff like that yeah, it's funny. People always have asked me that because I mean, grow I grew up in suburbia. Right. Um, you wouldn't think that I had like a messed up childhood or anything. I think everybody has their own version of like the way that their parents screwed them up. Yep. Um, for me, I know that I definitely uh my social skills were horrific. Uh I learned most of my social cues watching TV and sitcoms. Apparently it's a terrible idea. Yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> what what sitcoms though where were you learning most of this uh, i feel like everything from you know nick and knight to uh, oh, you know man. everyday tv shows so do you remember uh, are you afraid of the dark they used to scare the shit out of me as a kid uh-huh it's the worst i hate or the it. best no i used to have a panic attack i hated it where, where did you grow up what suburbs new jersey so oh. i feel kind of dirty saying that i grew up in new jersey greg's from jersey Oh, what part? I was Clifton. Yeah, Bergen County. Figured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a piece of shit. Right, right on. Yeah. <laughs> you ended up in Connecticut, so. The, the worst part of Bergen County. That's right. Uh, what, rough. Elmwood Park? No. Is Elmwood Park Bergen County? I don't think that's even Bergen County. Yes. It is? Mm-hmm. No. Saddle River? Uh-huh. That's where I grew up. Very familiar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I guess, uh, I don't know. I've always been someone who's thought outside the box and i like money uh amen and i guess for me i always like to push the lines and see because the thing is i find that there's definitely a number of people who are pushing lines but sometimes i feel like enough people especially comedians are not capitalizing on their ideas of pushing lines um and i'm someone who's 
a big doer. So I always want to figure out how things work and function, especially in business. So when I had the opportunity of, oh, cool, I'm going to just make a product from scratch. I did it. Um, and it was the best decision I had ever made. Um, I've also made things like ball gag face masks. <laughs> That's <laughs> what we those need. Are... That's what we need now. We, we definitely need one of those. Guaranteed to keep people six feet away from you. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. Especially if they see Pulp Fiction. There's also another thing about uh, another time you went viral. Um, oh, God. Yeah, I, I had to bring it up. I don't know. You know, I should just remove that from my site. I was going to say. So the caption here is girl rides a motorized pleasure machine. And her reaction tells she loves it. <laughs> so what happened there? And then take us back to the moment in your childhood where you knew. No, I'm just. <laughs> but. <laughs> What happened well, in that? A hairbrush or an electric toothbrush. Um, <laughs> Love it. Um, but yeah, so I was uh, I was at a the AEE's Adult Entertainment Expo with a couple friends. Uh, this was two years ago. It was my first like big porn convention that I went to as a professional, uh, and. I, I'm wearing like jeans and a blazer. So I'm not dressed slutty or anything like that. Uh, and I'm just walking around checking out all the booths. And there's this one where it's, a, so the motor bunny is the equivalent of a Sibian. And I said, all right, let me go and sit on it and see how strong this thing really is. I had my friend Emery record. Because I thought, all right, if there's anyone who can record, it's the same guy who was the editor for the aristocrats. So... <laughs> <laughs> And uh, next thing I know, I thought it was a pretty funny video. So I shared it with a couple of friends. Then next thing I know is like, I'm getting a week later, like a massive amount of texts from people I haven't spoken to in 10 years um, that they saw me on World Star Hip Hop and on LiveLink, which, you know, I always figured, you know, the same site that's uh, known for Russian dash cam accidents and suicidal <laughs> videos would like have me go viral on it, right? Duh, duh. I think the worst part is when my dad saw, or maybe it was the best part. <laughs> what was his feedback? And he was like, he was you like, know, you always used to sit on the washing machine when you were a kid or something like that. It was more like, uh, did you make any money up from this? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it all boils down to. I like dad. Dad's smart guy. I like that. County dads. Whatever. Did you make any money? Make any money? What's up? <laughs> the answer is yes. So uh, <laughs> beautiful. Although this, it's pretty much like my only gateway to like sex work because there was, I have a partner and he's not comfortable with me having an OnlyFans, even if on the OnlyFans, I was like, but I want some, I want someone to see my disgusting peeling feet when I do the <laughs> Korean foot things. <laughs> someone would pay. There's a market for that as well. Of course there is. Right. And people are already jerking it to this. I want a couple bucks. Yeah. No kidding. Tell me about it. We have our, fan, our fans are loyal, man. They're dedicated. So growing up in Clifton, I, I'm kind of curious, like how many times have you been to the Romance Emporium? I've actually been zero times, but really? I know exactly which one you're talking well, about. I think, yeah, I, it's, I think it's long closed now. But I used to always drive by that place on Route 3. And I'm like, what is that place? Like, it's a gigantic porn store. I'm like, it's got to be what that is, right? Like, uh, the world's biggest porn. No, it wasn't. What? It wasn't, no. It's it, not like uh, no. an adult store? What? No. So then... 
someone's like, oh, you got to go to Roman's Emporium. They have a killer cigar section. And I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what is like, I was like, how could they have a killer cigar section in a porn store? And my friend was like, no, it's not a porn store. It's a department store with the world's most confusing name. And <laughs> that's what it was. It was it was an old school like New Jersey department store. You would like go in and it was like your cosmetic counter, your old lady clothes. And in the back, they had one of the greatest cigar stores I've ever been in in my life. Like huge, massive cigar store in this place called the Romance Emporium. Or marketing on their part. <laughs> or grade marketing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what to even think of that. That's crazy. yeah. It's like you Google it. You'll see this place and be like, that place that had to be, and it wasn't. So anyway, interesting. <laughs> I would have never guessed. Yeah, just nobody did. No one like when I would be like, oh, you should go to Roman's Emporium and get you know cigars. They would look at me like you're talking about dildos. <laughs> like you're not talking about something <laughs> that you would actually smoke. Well, whatever. But yeah. <laughs> incredible yeah what <laughs> so let's talk about your show yeah how so you guys, my show how'd you guys get started how'd you guys get together you and your co-host yeah yvette i'm not even gonna attempt her last name yeah, me neither don tremont don tremont okay it's french it i had a feeling <laughs> i had a small did feeling i did i did <laughs> believe it or not uh, so Yvette and I, we met in the science communication, uh, world. So we're both huge friggin' nerds. And, uh, at the end of the day, we, um, we wanted to start a show a few years ago. Uh, we thought, all right, we're two kind of smart ladies. Uh, what could we possibly talk about? And there, there were too many science things going on. And we thought, all right, we need to do our own thing. And we realized uh, when we were joking around one day and shooting the shit that we both realized that we watched porn and we critiqued it in different ways. Like I would watch it and be like, oh my God, did you see the grout in that shower? It looked expensive. <laughs> uh, that's how you know, that. by the way, you're entering your thirties. You care about the shower yeah. grout. Yeah, you're you're like, oh my god, look at that. Look at the bar in the background there. I love it. Who was the chairs? <gasps> was that a custom install? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not laminate. That's hardwood flooring. <laughs> you get more turned on by the fucking furniture and shit. You're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> got a that looks toilet. like an antique. <laughs> <laughs> um so we realized no one was reviewing porn for the plot. And then we started looking into it and there were so many different porn parodies and we also, porns with plots that we realized we should review. And since then, it's kind of become this crazy world where we've become commentators on because when it comes to pornography and sex work, it generally touches on everything from technology, public policy, you know, censorship, medicine, like, all these things touch porn first before anyone else. And I felt like we kept getting the inside scoop and then right. like the same thing, everybody would start seeing like six months to two years later. Uh, 
and it's just been a wild ride uh and it's been cool because we've been able to uh get a ton of people from the adult community on the show but we also talk about like how porn is you know we review porn for the plot so it's always fucking hysterical and then we'll also like watch old porn talk about how it doesn't hold up like debbie does dallas guys super rapey who knew (laughs) (laughs) who knew yeah back then everything was like fucking mad men they didn't give a shit Nothing. not even joking when i say that because um so you guys know how like when you watch porn nowadays you're like it's my 18th birthday <laughs> i'm your stepsister hmm. do you know why they do that why there's a law <laughs> <laughs> and guess what in True. debbie does dallas days there was no law so they were i'm not joking in debbie does dallas they're like legit oh i'm 16 they're 16 year olds yep was that the age of consent back then or no <laughs> i think uh, depends on the state that's what i was gonna say doesn't it vary state by state but oh my god that's insane and how old do you think were the guys older like old depending on the actor yeah those some more easily twice their age but i mean also there's plenty of girls right now in porn who are like actually 29 but uh they look, look young. young enough yeah so like i was at an award show pre-covid and someone said to me oh my god you look like you could do babysitter porn which is like 21 year old stuff <laughs> like thank you because i've got a few years until like i'm only milf <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny so yeah. have you guys in all your episodes like talked about the the like the classics Oh, totally. We've done a Behind the Green Door, Debbie Does Dallas. Uh, let's see. Uh, we've done, um, what's it called? Um, uh, Throat. Deep Throat. That was the first episode. There's so many that we've done. Um, the opening of Misty Beethoven. Okay. What was what was your favorite, would you say? Well, actually, I should ask this. What plot was like the worst? Like you're watching it and you're like, oh my god, it's just like cringe worthy. Because I love shit like that. It's funny. Uh, um. So it's a toss up between Fuller Holes, which is a play on Full House, oh, yes. yeah, and <laughs> the Avengers Triple X parody by <laughs> Axel Braun, and. They're both so bad. I mean, and by the way, the Fuller Holes one was only bad because, so I know the guy who directed it, Leroy Myers, he's so sweet and so great. And most like 90% of what he does, I absolutely love. But they sold it to Pornhub and Pornhub, whoever did the fucking copywriting on this shit, like they, like in the, even the description, instead of like, uh, you know, it would be like an Olsen twin getting banged and it'd be like Stephanie and, you know, the porn version of Stephanie. And I'm like, no, that's not even the right character. <laughs> and they would cut out full segments. So you would be like, wait, they talked about the Biatch boys and they showed it in a promo. Why do I not get this in the porn? <laughs> they cut out all the good stuff. So it made no sense at all, any of it. Oh my God. I wish Bob Saget was actually in it. That would be even better. He probably could be. He's one of the filthiest guys on the planet. It's funny, right? Isn't that funny that he's one of the... And I had no idea. Obviously, you watch Full House as a kid, and you're like, oh, it's fucking whatever. Dirty on stage. Dirty stand-up. Like, real aggressive. You would have no idea. 
I would love to get him on my show just to review porn and see like how aggressive and disgusting he gets one day. Have him review that. <laughs> I'd be like, what do you think of this? Is accurate? If you know the the, the director from Aristocrats, he he like his his bit in that was probably the most disgusting. Uh, he wins. He wins. Um, in, oh yeah. In that hands down. Um, so what? So it's interesting, like, what do you make of the dramatically changed porn industry in the last, say, 10 years, right, where everything is online, it's free in most places, and, you know, but they're still making billions of dollars? Uh, so there's good and bad. Uh, so where do you want me to start? Anywhere. Anywhere. Uh, I mean... The bad news is that, you know, people have kind of become, uh, in a sense, expecting to just, you know, get some free porn and be okay with that. Uh, I'm of the mindset that you should pay for your porn. And a lot of people think, why should I do that? Well, why should musicians do, you know, why should musicians or any creative do what they're doing for free? Why should, you know, artists do what they're doing for free? writers it's no different um you know being a porn star nowadays is not just hey like pulling up a webcam but it's a lot of work I would say it's comparable to you know being a full-time youtuber except instead of just lighting your face and making your sure your face looks good it's like okay I have proper lighting on your asshole and make sure that shit's bleached (laughs) get on it but I mean there's also good in a sense that I mean there's more ways for you to market yourself than ever before there's more there's less barrier to entry you don't have to be so reliant on studios which is great because if you don't want to work for a studio you could just work for yourself so I have tons of friends who just work for themselves and I think it's awesome that they could just make a full-time you know living off that you know frankly some of them I really envy yeah yeah we had on I mean, it was one of our first episodes, actually, um, last summer. We had on um, Danny Daniels. And, she's sweet. I haven't had her on the show yet, but I've heard great things. Yeah, she's awesome. So nice. And her husband, Vic, too, is great. Awesome. I think, honestly, he's the one who told me about your crayons. Oh, yeah, because I hung out with Vic on um, Race Wars. Did you? Okay, yeah, because I, I swear it was him, Greg. I'm pretty sure, because I saw that, and I was like, oh, maybe. Yeah, you guys seem like a couple of uh, guys who would talk about nerdy crayons <laughs> we're both so, very yeah, handsome bald men when we talked to danny we interviewed both of them together actually and one of the things i asked her i asked her a similar question about you know how has the business changed now that you know you could go online and on any device anywhere outside of a communist country get free porn to your heart's content and you know what she she had some very smart things to say and great feedback about it that you know she looks at places like Pornhub I think it was Pornhub or maybe mm-hmm. porn one of the two where they use that as a hub to drive people to their paying sites right because yeah. you know, they're partners that they obviously put it up it's free but then you could pay for premium content or you know drive people over to whatever it might be your only fans or your own websites and then use that to monetize and you know, she really said that's a key. And that's how people, you know, put up little, you know, snippets, a couple minutes, eight, whatever, and use that as the platform to move people over. And then, of course, she talked shit about the ones that are just stealing content and putting it up in its entirety. But I, 
I, you know, I just think the whole thing is interesting, very similar to how you related it to musicians and music and how that business changed. Yeah, I mean, it's still really frustrating, but you have to work with what you have. Unfortunately, you know, the tube sites have kind of changed the mindset of how people are, you know, utilizing um, pornography. So really, you know, for the Pornhub to actually kind of work with the porn stars, you know, the payouts aren't awesome, you know, but it is really a marketing tool as, you know, she's, as she brought up, um, because there's no other way to use it. It's either you work with them or you don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. I, I, I actually do want to go back to what Nick was brought up before about that Sibian <laughs> thing, because I've oh always, God. <laughs> no, I, I not, not in any graphic way, but I'm just curious because, you know, that, that thing I guess got popular because of the Howard Stern show, they brought it on and used it for years when girls would come on. And I mean, is that something people actually buy for their homes? Oh, absolutely. So the Motorbody is a it's a slightly cheaper version of a Sibian, and it's actually better. They have a ton of features that the Sibian doesn't. It's like the Sibian like was the first one to market, and everybody knows it. But the Motorbody is like a competitor. Um, so overall, I mean, I have to say that when I've spoken with even their uh, internal team, like they tell me about how you know how couples use it, or how let's say there is a husband and wife and their distance apart and the husband can you know utilize wi-fi and right. uh to you know um play games and interact with his spouse uh you know when he's overseas right. um you hear a lot of stories like that i mean it's like any to any toy or tool you bring into the bedroom um right. to enhance it's fun and you know it's for some people and it's not for others yeah no i just mean because it's it's this gigantic piece of equipment <laughs> it's not like you know other toys and things that you can hide in your or not hide but just put in your drawer like this thing is out in your house for the world to see when they're over oh honey i have an armoire of shit <laughs> right. no, sure. but like do you when people come over do they go on a tour of it yes <laughs> are you kidding me i have a massive freaking tentacle hanging over my bed that's about like 24 inches long that i got from bad dragon well, of course you're gonna see that yeah nice. right. right into like hentai what's that porn the octopus the hentai yeah um but uh bad dragon is a company where they specialize in making um, really high quality, nice toys at uh, custom sizes. It's really awesome. And the first time I ever saw like the tentacle, it's it'll take your breath away. Like you hear that? I heard. I just got my first, not my first sex toy, but uh, I just got a like this massive cock ring sent to me by. Um, it was made by Hot Octopus, I think, is the company. I'm familiar with them. Yeah, so I was on a, a podcast uh, called Shameless Sex, um, and if you're familiar with them, so they Very. sent me it. Okay, awesome. They sent it to me, and I was like, <laughs> watching me take this out of the package, and like, I was like, what the fuck? How does this work? Because it's supposed to like go around your whole junk and stimulate underneath, you know, in your taint and her, and I'm like. This is gonna be this is gonna be interesting. I'm not a toy guy, but I'm trying to expand my horizons. I'm new. I cannot wait till I get the video of this happening. <laughs> <laughs> video? I'm gonna use it on you, bro. What are you talking about? I prefer for now. The video's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> but, but, One of these days, I'm gonna wake up to that in the morning. 
Speaking <laughs> of videos and cock rings, you guys know about like the GoPro cock ring, right? No. There's a Yes. <laughs> it's not officially made by GoPro, but it is a, yeah, yeah, it yeah. is an actual like camera on the cock ring. It's amazing. So if you did want it like a POV. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> Check this out. Do you know what's do you know the name of the company by chance? No, but if you just type in I'll into go Google go. GoPro cock ring, I'm sure you'll find it. I'm doing that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna pause here. Cockering. <laughs> Speaking Loan of it on Amazon wish list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't get banned from Amazon. Yeah, right. But um, speaking of cocks, you know, we should mention our our uh, sponsor here, Manscaped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of our friends, Cody Marino. Um, yeah. So our beautiful sponsor, Manscaped. Nick, why don't you talk about it? It's one of my favorite tools that I've ever used. It's my favorite pre-sex toy to be shaven and clean before it's time to take action. Um, I truly enjoy this thing. I got all my friends to buy it too. Um, and we have a code, don't we, Greg? It's Mangina 20. What does that get you? <laughs> it's your 20% off. The way you said it freaked me out. I don't know. <laughs> gets you 20% off your first order. They have, I mean, they have a million things. There's cologne, there's ball deodorant, ball toner. If you're older, like Greg, you need to keep it tight, you know, all that stuff. What toner does, but okay. There's ball enlarger. There's <laughs> the illusion of your balls being slightly that, larger. That's coming now, in 2020. Alice, I want to ask you, uh, I've always, you know, Every woman's different. Do you like it clean shaven or you prefer a little bit of hair? Um, you, you, if you're going to have hair, you have to keep it neat because gotcha. look, no girl going down or guy, I don't care who you are down there. Um, no one wants hair in the back of their throat. Amen. No one. Truth. Yeah. Amen. So uh, number one, wash your junk. Uh, and number two, uh, yeah, get some Manscaped products. You know, you guys are getting a discount. I'm maybe, I don't know. I assume. Oh, yeah. 20% off your first order. Mangina 20 at www.manscaped.com. Exactly. Save but money and impress whoever is going to blow you. Rest your- <laughs> <laughs> that, was my, that was my senior quote, by the way. That was all, all their stuff smells really good. It's, it's like the cologne, all the toners, deodorant, like everything. It's really great product. And the, the, even the, you know, the, the, the actual Manscaped um, shavers are, for the money, the best on the market. Like Use it on your face, on your anywhere you want, and it yeah, is by far better than anything you're going to buy from one of the shaver brands. I, I use it for everything. And I'm, I'm kind of hairless as it is, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you're like a little baby seal. You're yeah, cute. Baby seal. Anyway, enough <laughs> about Manscaped. <laughs> There's also so, a flashlight on the end of it, which is good yeah, for oh the crevices. Anyways, yeah. that's the best. So when you started this this show, like, did you expect to be full fledged in the in the world of like, you know, the sex business? Yes and no. I mean, we really weren't completely sure what we were starting, and then once we started doing research, we were like, "All right, looks like we're going knee deep into this." Um, but it's been awesome because we get to talk about things like you know teledildonics, you know the science and technology behind you know um, like sex toys, like we were just talking about, or you know like right now everybody's talking about Section Two Thirty. Most people, by the way, commenting on it have no idea what the f- 
fuck they're talking about. But, you know, sex workers have been, you know, pounding the fist of like online censorship for years. And, you know, the issue of, hey, if you repeal this, this is going to cause more censorship, not less, and all these fun things. So, yeah, we do talk about sex work a ton and, you know, the whole world with porn and sex. And we make it super digestible for anyone to listen. I mean, even if your mom wanted to listen, we won't stop her. She She's into it. Um, but we, we want to, we try making it interesting enough. So that way, um, it's funny because we actually have a super, when it comes to our audience, uh, our audience, I want to say, uh, is some of the smartest audience members that I've ever seen off any show. Like I've had doctors writing in and, uh, people with PhDs and scientists and researchers, um, because we cut co- when we cover something, we co- do it in in depth and detail. Uh, because we do want to be accurate. We're also, like I said, huge nerds. So right. science, sex, comedy—what's not to love? So I, I just want to go back for one second. What was the first word you just started that with? Dildonic, dildonic. Oh, teledildonics. Teledildonics. I have never heard that word before. Yep. It. Uh, it's also known as cyberdildonics. I have to look it up. For virtual sex encounters using tech to uh, mimic and extend uh, human sexual interaction. Nick, did you know what that meant? Nope. Yeah, I didn't think so. But that's cool. <laughs> so I, really I know. Don't. Listen, I came out of this with a great word and some knowledge. Well, you said, so you said you have a science background. So, you, you know, you both do. I could see Yvette has like a whole blog. She runs full time and all this stuff. And I mean, analytical chemist. You guys got some... So I could see why your audience is that those types of people. Like it makes sense. So what did you do in the science world that kind of I was the physicist. Were you really? Yeah, I know people are like, wait, crayons, porn, physics. <laughs> it totally goes together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my physics teacher was a big porn, big porn person. Loved it. <laughs> what was her name? I don't know. She was Polish. I failed. The yeah, class. I, was, I had to retake I, it. Physics. physics. <laughs> I wasn't allowed. <laughs> there was. I was going to make drugs. Um. So before we wrap, I like of all the episodes you have done, and of all the people that you have spoken to, like what's either or maybe both. What's been your your most favorite episode and or controversial? Oh man. Um. So we're not really too controversial. I mean, we have some controversial guests, like, you know, if you love or hate Buck Angel, we've had him on. Um, We've also had, um, let's see, I mean, controversial, I want to say, like, we've had Lauren Phillips on. She's the porn star, but we kind of made her cry. So that's only controversial for me. Right. Um, it was like early COVID days and she's like, mm, we don't need to social and distance. And we were, we were not having it. And it was funny because towards the end, she was like, I'm afraid of airport germs, bitch. This is like the worst airport germ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but God, we have so many good episodes. I mean, we've done everything from, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think, uh, let me think of some recent good ones that we've done. Um, like this past week, we have Lily LeBeau where we were reviewing American Horror Story porn. Um, it's dropping actually the episode today um, where there was like, a like a, what do you call it when um, you have, I, I'm forgetting the word for it at the moment where you have someone, a conjoined twin. So there was like a two, 
a conjoined twin dick sucking moment where there were two heads sucking the same dick. It was amazing. Huh. They spent the entire budget on that. <laughs> That's a hell of a makeup job. Wow. <laughs> I, I have no words. I have we no. have an upcoming episode with, uh, let's see, Barry Lynn, who he was, we, we had, he's a reverend. So we had a reverend on to talk about um, the Mises Commission and like what he's done for, you know, fighting for the rights of porn and speech for the last, you know, how, 40 years. Uh, we are having, oh my God, Jesse Case was such a good episode where we reviewed um, the porn version of Ex Machina, uh, the sci-fi film from 2014, I appropriately remember. called Sex Machina. <laughs> Perfect. Just added one letter. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, you know, there's there's some great porn titles. Like Fap to the Future was one of my personal favorites. Um, <laughs> gosh. There's just so many good porns out there. Um, I feel like we have an episode for everyone. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, check us out. Uh, two Girls on Mike, spell out the whole thing. Not like number two, but like, you know, just letter Two Girls on Mike. Uh, so yeah, twogirlsonmike.com. People can find all of our episodes there. We have over like 110 episodes now. Awesome. Jeez. Uh, and yeah, so, you know, whether you want to learn more about teledildonics or hear about Tom Arnold complimenting me that if I were a Nazi, he'd jerk off to me, then, you know, we've got it, something for everyone or wow. just Tom Arnold. <laughs> you can never get enough of Tom. What a psycho. He's a sweet guy, though. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. It's just that's so funny. That he said that. You want to hear the funniest thing though? Yes. So we were at his ho- um, house last year, and his kid was in the background playing with TikTok, and like early days of TikTok, and yeah. the kid is also like recording parts of what he's saying at any given moment. So there's like. I'm sure some journalist one day is going to find like clips of Tom Arnold talking and trade secrets of like Nancy Pelosi or the head of, <laughs> I don't know, the plant of Planned Parenthood <laughs> on TikTok off like his kid Jax's, you know, this, uh, you know, seven-year-old's account with music blasting, maybe like Meg 36 Stallion in the background. That's funny. <laughs> it exists. Yeah, I'm sure. And Nick's going to hunt it down tonight for sure. Yeah, dude. Fuller holes. Can't wait. <laughs> He's going to be sending me screenshots. He's like, you see this? <laughs> Not even that good, that one. If you're going to watch a porn, um, are you into The Big Lebowski? Yes. I yeah. loved that movie so much. The name on my door of my office, it, it doesn't have my name on it. It just says The Dude Abides. <gasps> Yay. Okay. The porn is brilliant. Really? Okay. It's- they had a fantastic budget when they did that. Danny's in it too. She doesn't. She makes a cameo. What's it called? The Big Lebowski Triple X. But oh. I'm not kidding when I say it's done very well. The storyline's consistent. The editing's good, and they basically put all the sex scenes where you expect them to be. Okay, so it's not just like out of nowhere sex starts happening. <laughs> Correct. The rug really did tie the room together. I'm sure it needed a cleaning afterwards. Someone jerked off on the rug instead of pissing on it. Of course. So oh, wait, to- no, 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 wait. I take it back. They jerked off on the VHS tapes, which right. were on the rug. Right. I absolutely have to watch that tonight. Um, that's awesome. Thanks for the tip. 
You're welcome. But thanks for hanging out. This was fun. This was a, a little different than I expected. And you clearly are a brilliant person um, with an awesome oh, don't show. Don't say that. And, well, I listen. I don't, Nick, have we had a physicist on before? I don't think so. Nope. <clears throat> That's new. Definitely have not had on a dirty crayon inventor. I think we've <laughs> on that. Um, you know, and I, I think what we like to talk about you know, in these type of episodes when we have people on that are sits a little outside the comedy space, you know, what, what makes it unique and different. And you guys certainly have very unique spin on what you guys do. And it's not, you know, it's not, it's obviously not gratuitous and it's smart. And I think it's awesome. Really appreciate you coming on. And we are a comedy podcast too. I mean, yeah. uh, in comedy interviews, I think we're like a hundred 50 in all of iTunes comedy interviews or something. Right. So not terrible. Yep. Yeah, good. Beautiful. Love it. So, um, someone so- finds us funny. <laughs> <laughs> you have a new fan in me. That's for sure. Yeah, you oh. sure, sure do. Um, what, obviously we know where you can find you. Is there anything else you want to plug like your Instagram or Twitter handles or anything like that? Yeah, I guess. So, uh, so Find a show again, uh, twogirlsonmike.com. Uh, find the crayons, offensivecrayons.com. Uh, find me on Twitter at Rational Blonde. Uh, I don't really use Instagram and I don't really use uh, Facebook, but I guess when I'm not banned, I use uh, the show handle, which is at TGOM Podcast. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So you guys can find everything from there too at TGOM Podcast or offensivecrayons.com there's even a link to the show there where it says our podcast yeah and we'll listen to all the notes so thank you very much thank you a great rest of your week um enjoy that tequila i'm probably gonna go buy it soon so i could try it with my friends that'll be great and i'll send you the the manscaped info yeah totally would love that greg thanks you got it Bye. bye hey nick I got to thank you for the amazing birthday gift this year. Uh, best gift I got all year from our new sponsor, Manscaped. You hooked me up with the Lawnmower 3.0. That's right, baby. I called ahead to make sure it worked on gray hairs as well as regular hairs. So, um, yeah, you're all good. You're, you're good to go, man. Can't wait to see that prune tree of yours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pruned. And I got to tell you, the other thing that's great about it is it's not just for using downstairs. I used it on my face right after I used it downstairs. But got to tell you, it's for the money that I didn't spend, you did. It, it really gives you the best and safest shave anywhere you want to use it. Yeah, it makes sense, man. Your downstairs looks just like your upstairs. So It does because I have a boyish... Um, how do you say glisten to myself? <laughs> that sounds horrifying, but I'm glad that thing works. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. I have it as well. And as a hairy Sicilian gorilla, I need that big time. It's uh, it's honestly one of my favorite tools. Like not even kidding. One of my favorite things I use, I have all my friends using it as well. And they thought I was just trying to sell them something just because they're our sponsor, but they love it as well. Well, for all of our listeners, if you use our code MANGINA20 at manscaped.com, you will get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's MANGINA20 at manscaped.com.